You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde Podcast. I have an amazing guest today. Her name is Claire Wasserman, and she's the founder of Ladies Get Paid. So in this episode, we'll be discussing so many great things. We'll be talking about how to break barriers, own your worth, take a command of your career, how to get from stuck to inspired, how to be a people leader, what are essential skills for new managers, how to communicate your value, how to raise money through brand partnerships, how to get what you want at work, how to fund your business through loans and grants, and so much more. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Claire. I'm so glad to have you on my podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being my guest. And with you having such an amazing background and story behind Girls Get Paid, we would love to learn more about you. So would you please tell our listeners about yourself, your career? Ooh, that's a lot. Okay. How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) What do you Uh, want? So I started Ladies Get Paid around 2016. I was just very, uh, I don't know, angry, frustrated, distressed about reading things like the fact that Hispanic women make 55 cents to the dollar. The investment gap, the funding gap, leadership gap. I mean, women are just not where we need to be in 2021. I also had a kind of sexist experience where I was at an advertising festival I walk into this party the first night I was there and this older guy, probably 60 years old, comes up to me and he says, well, hi, whose wife are you? 
I was nobody's wife. I was there on business. And it really just kind of opened up my eyes to all of these interactions that I'd had in my career that were uncomfortable, where there was a, a clear gender power dynamic. Usually I was being objectified and it was exhausting. It was exhausting, especially when you need business. You can't just say to somebody, well, maybe you can, but you shouldn't say to somebody, well, screw you, right? Again, when you need something, you have to navigate the uncomfortable that can come with networking as a woman. And so what I did in 2016 was I just got a bunch of women together and I said to them, what's, what's money mean to you? Tell me your money stories, because I knew that that would really be a conversation around power and value and freedom and all of these things that, that I'd been reading about that women didn't have. And it blew me away. These women, I mean, giving them a space to be vulnerable and honest with each other about their professional and financial struggles. It was just so clear that we needed this. And what I did was I created a Slack group afterwards. I found career coaches to start teaching things that these women clearly wanted and needed, largely around salary negotiation. And now four plus years later, we've got over 75,000 women who are part of the Slack community. They're from all 50 states, more than 120 countries. We've done a conference every year. We had 1,300 women come to our conference this year, which of course was online. And I just came out with a book two weeks ago. So listen, we're doing okay. We, we, we joke that we're trying to put ourselves out of business, but unfortunately that's not going to happen because we don't see any of these, these gaps, these wage gaps, these leadership gaps closing anytime soon. So, you know, proud of the community for coming together, but it's going to be a journey. Congratulations on building such an amazing community. And of course, always women are kind of hesitant and afraid to talk about money because it makes them uncomfortable, but men are not. And that's why always we need communities like yours to inspire us to actually to get ahead of our careers and succeed. Two things I want to mention about that. I mean, everybody wants and needs money. So it's kind of ironic that it's considered taboo when we all have that in common. So I, I say to everybody, if you're feeling uncomfortable talking about money, one way to do it is to blame me to say, listen, I heard about ladies get paid. I read the book. I've read about these gaps, these wage gaps, right? So I think we all need to be talking about it to make sure that we are not being underpaid, to make sure that we are maximizing what we make, right? By investing. And then the other thing is, is if you don't want to ask somebody straight up, how much do you make? Maybe say, what's the ballpark, right? Or here's some research that I did looking for my salary. Am I off base? And at the end of the day, if you bring up money, you're actually doing the other person a favor because you are showing them, ah, we can normalize this. It is good to talk about this. So again, if you are feeling awkward, remember that you are actually helping another person and hopefully that makes it easier. Absolutely. And I just seen you being on Good Morning America with your book and your book has been huge success. It's been so popular. We would love to know more about it. What inspired you to write it? Well, it kind of, I have to be honest, it, the opportunity fell into my lap a little bit. I had been sued for gender discrimination by a group of men's rights activists. Yes, that is a real thing. And because of that, I, I got a lot of attention. I was in a lot of press and I, I got the attention of a literary agent who said, listen, I think you have a book to write, especially since I'd gone across the country, going to 19 cities, hosting these events for women to talk about money. So, you know, I, I really saw what these women wanted and needed in their careers. 
now, listen, when I wrote the book, I didn't include these men, you know, maybe another time I can talk about the, the lawsuit, but it did lead to this book, which is great. And an overview, the book is about helping women get recognized and rewarded at work. I take you through everything from who am I and what do I want all the way through getting the job, negotiating your salary, setting yourself up for success, getting into, you know, leadership and also making change, right? How do you make your company more inclusive? What kind of laws do we need passed to support all women? And the structure is interesting. I, I followed the lives of nine real women. Each of them is going through a different professional challenge. And as I tell their story, I stop along the way and I give advice. So it's really part narrative and part toolkit. And I know I'm biased, but I, I think it's really good. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. But it's so crazy how you got lawsuit against you for this like seriously why would oh yeah anybody who wants to learn more it's absolutely fascinating I joke that I I would have loved to read about this I just can't believe it happened to me Um, so go to ladiesgetsued.com we did a whole campaign around it we had to pay our legal fees they were very expensive so we actually ended up crowdfunding and in less three weeks over 2,000 people donated $116,000 to our campaign. It was more successful than we could possibly have dreamed. And it was also interesting because I was nervous about asking for money, which is pretty ironic considering that's what I tell women to do. So I kind of went through a lot of those feelings, right? I had to work through, you know, am I being a burden by asking, is this a favor? Am I bothering people? Right. Or, or, you know, shame. There's a lot of shame around, around money and sometimes asking for money. So just for me personally, was a, a lot of growth that happened during this lawsuit. That being said, would I have preferred it not to happen? Probably. Wow. But I'm glad it worked out in the best for you because I know we always are kind of ashamed to ask for money, but for such a great causes and things like that, we shouldn't be. Exactly. We saw that this gave people an opportunity to rally around something. Giving feels good. So, you know, even though I was a little embarrassed at first to ask for money, I I just heard just from so many people who felt a sense of community to participate in the crowdfunding campaign and that we were all in this together and how they've seen, you know, us go from like almost going out of business a few years ago to now being on Good Morning America. I think that that gives inspiration and hope to people because I started this with nothing. I don't follow my lead, but I put a lot of the stuff on my credit card, which again, Don't anybody do that because the interest is crazy. Again, I have learned along with the Ladies Get Paid community on how to do this stuff. But but yeah, this was completely, again, bottom. The lowest we've ever been was getting sued. And now it just feels really good that our blood, sweat, and tears and lots of tears of keeping the business going, especially during the pandemic, we're still here. It doesn't mean that it gets easier necessarily, but it's working. It's working. And I'm I'm just so proud of, of all the women in the community who, you know, they're the reason we exist. That's amazing. I, I admire you and your success. And how do you get from stuck to inspired? Well, you really think about, for me at least, why you're doing it, the purpose of what you're doing. I also, to anybody who goes through imposter syndrome or a lot of the self-doubt that really all of us experience, instead of focusing on how you think or hope people perceive you, because you can't control that, really focus on why are you even doing this to begin with? And especially if you're in a, if you're in a privileged position of me where I'm, you know, helping people, 
getting feedback from them, really listening to, to our community reminds me every day, again, as difficult as it is. And, and when you're in a spreadsheet and you're doing things that are tedious, as anybody who runs a business knows, you know, you don't love everything that you do. Getting back to your why is just so crucial. And I, I'm lucky. I mean, people send me emails every day or messages saying, hey, listen, I heard you on this podcast and I was really struggling, but you gave me a moment of motivation. I mean, that's huge. I mean, just small things we do every day can have a huge impact on other people. And so it's just important to remember that, especially when times are tough, which for a lot of folks right now, they, they certainly are. I agree. Even it inspires me as well. If like help one person every day, if even one person like reach out and says that I've had a huge impact on them or I done something great for them or influenced them in a great way. It's like already so inspiring to me always. And that's what usually keeps me going too. Yeah. And anybody listening, let people know this stuff, right? Let, let a friend or colleague know that you thought, you know, they had a great meeting and in, in, they had a great idea in a meeting. If there's somebody in that meeting who has a great idea or who's doing great work, go to their manager, send them a note and say, I think, I think Kathleen is, is just rocking it. Like giving people compliments feels good. And it is enormous to receive praise. So kind of give on to others as you would like upon yourself. And, and the same thing for people looking for mentors, you know, be a mentor, pay it forward. This stuff really does, it goes a long way and it does come around, I think. It does. And how to be a people leader. I mean, know your strengths, know your weaknesses. People are not born good managers. I think people are born good leaders in the sense that they may inspire but in order to manage people, I mean, you need to read books about that. Like Radical Candor is really good for that. I mean, for me, I just commit to doing things that I love and I share them. I share advice. You can educate people even again in a small way, like one Instagram post telling here's something I did and I struggled, but here's what I learned. Like that's leading, that's leading by example. So you don't need to quit your job and start a community, right? Like you could do these in small ways, but for me, I know it's it's my ability to communicate. I've done a lot of thinking about kind of what's my gift. And I, you know, I've really focused, okay, I'm a good communicator. Here are all the ways that I can communicate. And here's what I want to communicate. And really like focusing on that has allowed me to do better as opposed to really focusing on things that I want to improve on, right? Like we all want to improve, but do the things that you love and are good at the most. Build a career around that. And, and people will people will follow. Yeah, I love how you said it. Just do like one Instagram post or just share your experience and tell what you learned from it so it can inspire people. I, I totally agree with you. That totally makes sense. And people, it's interesting. People say, oh my God, you're so brave to share how difficult it was to write a book. And I'm thinking brave. I feel a lot of, jo first of all, sometimes it just feels good to be yourself, right? Just like be honest. But I feel great about it because then I hear from people saying how it was meaningful for them. So to me, it's not so much being brave as it is providing a service, helping people. And I also, life is short. You know, I don't, I don't like, I don't have time to not be myself. I agree. In your opinion, what are an essential skills for new managers? And I can tell I'm a former project manager. I used to be a project manager for like nine years before I started blogging full time. And I used to manage like huge projects and so many teams and actually going on my own, it was a little bit different because I would have to manage my own team, my own company, not just like work for somebody. But in your opinion, what are the essential skills new managers need? 
it always comes down to communication, communicating what your expectations are, how you you know measure uh, success, how you define success, what are the priorities. So part of it is, yes, communicating what you want, but also it's understanding how the other person works, okay? How do they best communicate and finding a way to do that, right? Is this a person who needs praise in order to be motivated? Is this a person who wants tough love, right? Again, you have to do what is right for you, but it's like a relay race, right? Like you pass the baton to them who then passes the baton to somebody else. And that means checking in. Things change. Priorities change. So don't go too long without sitting down, having a check-in, being transparent with each other. I also think learning how to give critical feedback is super important. Also, for anybody who is struggling with receiving feedback, that's an art. I talk about it in my book about how to receive critical feedback. And so laying out these things at the beginning setting yourself up for success. Don't wait until there's miscommunication to sit down and have that conversation. I think, you know, you'll just go a long way knowing how to communicate and and having some kind of system of transparency and checking in is, is huge. And when things get overwhelming, having a discussion about boundaries, which again, always comes down to priorities because you want your team to do its best work. I mean, your team's success is your success. So are you setting them up for that as opposed to micromanaging? I mean, just even think about the managers that you haven't liked, what hasn't worked for you, you know, sort of work backwards from there and make sure that you're not repeating those mistakes. Sometimes we learn best from the things that were difficult or the things we didn't like. So map that out now, again, be as proactive as possible and know that you're going to make mistakes. Things are hard sometimes. And it's just a matter of, can you learn? Can you learn fast? And can you make change? And if you say yes to all those things, then you are doing a great job. I agree. And I definitely learned from my past experience of what kind of leader I did not want it to be to my, because some leaders and managers are definitely not doing a great job at managing and treating people nicely. I mean, I'm sure we all had that experience before. I am the worst is when I hear from women that they're the worst bosses they've had have been other women. I mean, that just breaks my heart. Um, And that would be good to, if you're experiencing that, talk to other colleagues and maybe even people who've worked with this manager before, like look on LinkedIn and ask them for tips. How did they handle it? Don't do this on your own. Other people have insights to share. And again, giving feels good. And the reason you're doing outreach, the reason you're trying to improve, it's not about complaining. It's about wanting to do your best work, which again is in the interest of your boss. So having a a conversation about your growth and wanting to be a leader, level set. Don't be afraid to talk about this stuff, but you can always contextualize it, position it, not as accusing them, not as being defensive, but as how can we work best together to have success for the company? I agree. That's a great advice. And how do you communicate your value? Well, first know your value. You know, do an inventory of, I start with energy. So where have you been the most energized in your life? Personal, professional, right? Because sometimes we do things, you know, our work that is not our strength, right? Or doesn't particularly energize us. So where do you kind of lose yourself in the flow, right? And we all know that when we're really like stimulated and, and it's like time flies by, what were you doing? Where were you doing it? Because environment is huge, right? And, and once you kind of identify that, then start tracking it. The times, all of your wins, anything that you do that was difficult, how did you overcome it? Things that you've done that you're proud of. 
and, and then make sure that you understand the impact of it. So how did that work in business, you know, help the bottom line that could be save time guys. Right. So sometimes it's not so clear how maybe you've brought in money to the company, although we all are. So you do need to figure out, well, when I do something, how does it affect another person or department and how do they bring in money? But maybe you've made things more efficient. You've been resourceful. You've galvanized the team. You've motivated the team. Listen, that's saving time and time is money. So when you, you know, advocate for your value, you need to tell the story of what you did, but also, you know, how did you impact people? And also, how did you even do it? Your thought process, how you worked, that's going to show who you are as a person, uh, which is huge because, right, you're working in a team. And then you want to talk about, well, what do you want to do next? So what's the next role or or thing you want to learn? Is there a class you want to take? So sort of give direction to your manager about what you want because they have a lot going on. Don't assume anything. I always say, you know, people assume, okay, my work will speak for itself. No, no, no. It's the opposite. You have to speak for your work. And a really easy way to do this is anytime you get a nice email from a client, whatever, somebody giving you good feedback or thing that you did that you're proud of, forward it to your boss. Hey, just wanted to let you know. Again, their success is your success and vice versa. This is going to remind them that you're doing a great job. It is not bragging at all. That's a great idea. Like, I love how you said it forward. Any feedback you get from others or just like your clients, whatever, forward it to your boss. That totally, I love that. Super easy. Super easy. And also write those things down too. So when you do go in, you know, whether it's an interview, you're negotiating a raise, et cetera, these are testimonials. So you can, you'll talk about what you've done, but you're also going to say this client gave me this great feedback. It's almost like you're a business, right? Like imagine yourself as a startup. You're the LLC of you, right? And when you're going in to pitch yourself for a raise, it's like you're pitching an investor. And why would your company invest in you? It's not a favor. It's not charity. It's because they believe that they will make money from you, right? That return on investment. And if you are this company, this product, well, you need to have great reviews, right? Testimonials. And and so if it's, sometimes it's hard for us to advocate for ourselves, but I think if you get a little bit of distance perspective, right? And look at yourself in that way, you may find that it, that it's a bit easier. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just sometimes we have a hard time with it because we underestimate ourselves and our talents. And that's why we kind of hesitant sometimes to mention it and know our value. But as, as what you explained, it totally makes sense. I love how you said it. And listen, you have to be your best advocate. Too many women, you know, think that let me know if I put my head down and I work hard, I will inevitably be recognized. Everyone's too busy. Like everyone's too busy. Don't assume anything and, and tell the story. I, you know, I, I write about it in the book. There's uh, a structure in which you can tell your story. It's called the STAR method. And it's an acronym. S is for setting the scene of what you did, giving some context. T, the task, right? What were you given to do or what was self-motivated? A is action. What did you do? But again, how did you do it? Details are important. And then R is the result. You know, what ended up happening and what was the impact? And also, what did you even learn? What did you learn about yourself, your growth, the industry? Because that's also going to show your potential. And if you're somebody who is changing industries or you just graduated college and you feel like you don't have much to talk about, then I would really dig in to times that you learned quickly. Because again, you're being hired for what we hope you can do. And a way to, to make them feel good about that is to show times where you moved quickly, you were resourceful, you were creative. And when you were resilient, right, overcoming challenges, We all want to work with people who can do that. So, you know, tell your story, practice it, write it down. There's also no shame in bringing notes. 
right? You can say, listen, I'm taking this seriously. I really want to make my case. If you're okay with it, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read from my piece of paper. I know somebody who made a PowerPoint. She gave an entire presentation and she got a huge raise because they also saw her as really professional, really thoughtful. And they thought, wow, if she can do this for herself, maybe she can do this for the business. Wow. That's so cool. That's a great idea actually too. How do you raise money through brand partnerships? Great question. Well, so first you have to think about, well, what, what do they need? What do they want? So usually if it's a brand, they want customers. For us, the, the brands we work with, they want two things. They want customers, uh, but they also want to make sure that they are serving the women who work at their company or and or hiring new women. So we think about, okay, well, how do we bring the most value for their two needs, right? What, what do we do that can fit into that? And exposure is great, right? They, they also want to be aligned with us because we've got a good mission. So maybe we put on an event that's, well, not anymore because we're not going into their companies, right? We're all online. But we used to do events in their companies that, of course, their employees could come to. But also, it would, we would publicize it to our community. So then they had these women coming in and learning about their company, the company culture, meeting with recruiters. They also got invested in the product. So they were able to do two things at once. We also knew budgets are tight, but because we were able to, to do these sort of fill these two goals, we could get budget from both HR and from PR or the marketing department. But in order to get there, we had to first build our community. So of course, in the beginning, we weren't getting the funding. So, and at some point, you don't have to have a huge community necessarily. Sometimes it's quality over quantity, but it's not like we were getting a brand partnership from day one. We didn't have anything to offer. So that, that's been the best way to do it. They also sometimes want to partner for us to be part of their campaigns. So I, I was in a Sally Hansen commercial. I've been in a secret deodorant commercial. I've created negotiation toolkits for Squarespace. So we also provide content for them. But all of this was trial and error. I didn't know how to do this from day one. So have a conversation. Ask them what their needs are, how they measure success, what's worked in the past, what hasn't worked, and then pitch them. But first, you do need to get information and you do need to understand what your value is. I agree. Yeah, that's very interesting. How to get what you want at work? Well, think about who's above you. Do you, does their job interest you? It's about growth, right? So if there's nobody who's doing something above you that you'd be interested in, if you would never be interested in your boss's job, then maybe this isn't the place for you. Maybe this is about gaining skills, but then moving on. A way to figure out if this company if you're going to have growth in this company, before you join a company, look at LinkedIn, see if you can find two things. One, how long do people stay at the company? Because if they leave quickly, all right, well, then maybe the company culture isn't great. And two, how quickly are people getting promoted? Who is getting promoted? You want to be in places where you can grow. And within an organization, and I talk about this in the book, tell the story of this woman who worked at IBM, and she did super well in the hardware sales department. And she kept moving up. And then a mentor of her said, you know what? I think you should transfer to the software sales because that's where the industry is going. That's where the company is investing. So even though you're doing really well here, you're going to go even farther. You're going to be even more valuable if you switch departments. So it's also about thinking strategically of where the industry is going, the company is going, and where you might fit in. So you don't have to have a five-year plan. You don't need to know exactly what you want to do, but do have an eye towards not just next year, but maybe the year after. And, and ask those people, right? Send an email and say, listen, I'd love to know about your challenges, what advice you have for me. 
And once you have a better understanding of of what they do and how they do it, then you can make an educated decision because the grass is not always greener. And I've been asking people what time you have to wake up in the morning, how quickly do you need to respond to emails? That's going to help you know if this will even fit into the lifestyle that you want because your job is just one part of you, right? That's also something that's important for everybody to remember. Your job does not define who you are. How much you make does not define your worth. So protect that, right? You want to go where you can grow, but also make sure as a person, right? Is this even what you want to do? Or is it all about the title, all about the resume? Only you can know that. Just make sure that you're asking yourself that question before you make a jump. Yeah, totally. And don't be afraid to ask for what you want. I mean, the worst you can hear is no. Exactly. And also I look at no's is not yet. So if you are ever told a no, whether it's a raise or you have an idea for something, just get more information. Why? I want to understand how the company compensates better. I want to understand where the company is going. I want to understand where budgets, you know, when budgets are decided. And again, it's always about how can I help this company? That's why you're asking. Even though between you and me, we know you're asking because you want to raise or promotion. In your opinion, how do you fund your business through loans and grants? So like I said in the beginning, I put this on a credit card. I was able to make the payments quickly because I knew exactly how this company was going to make money from day one. If you do not know how your company is making money, it is not a company. It is a project. So that doesn't mean you need to make money from day one, but you have to know your model, your business model. Do I suggest you put it on credit cards? No, but that's how I did it. I never had to take out loans or get investors. So that's fantastic. I I did use some savings. Recently, we did take out a loan because right now interest rates are the lowest I think they will ever be. Our economy is not doing well. So a way to stimulate growth and to help businesses is that the government, they're giving out fantastic terms with their loans. So for the first time, we took one out and we knew exactly how we were going to spend it because this is ultimately not free money, right? You do need to pay it back. Uh, But if anyone's wondering, should they take out a loan? Yes, the time is now. Though I do encourage everybody, explore crowdfunding as an option. You don't have to give away equity. You're giving away rewards instead. It's a way to market your product. So maybe everybody who donates a certain amount, they pre-order your product. So you're getting the word out. I used a platform called I Fund Women, and they've got great resources. They can coach you through it. Fabulous community. So I, I think anybody who's feeling like they need to raise money, don't immediately go to investors. They're going to put you, there's going to be a lot of pressure from them. A lot of pressure. So I would suggest crowdfunding campaigns and looking at loans right now. You're in a great position to get that money. Oh, nice. That's a great info. I didn't know about it. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it's all a learning curve, but just know the terms before you agree to anything. Yeah, so true. And where can our listeners find you? Your social handles, all your information? Absolutely. So of course, ladies get paid. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, and also ladiesgetpaid.com slash join. The Slack group is free to join. So if you sign up, we will add you within a week. Yeah, I would love for people to, to stay in touch with me. So my Instagram is Claire Gets Paid. And my email is crazy. I don't want, you know, my inbox is like giving me hives right now. So if you want to ask me a question, share your story, partner, I teach at companies all the time. I suggest sending me a DM on Instagram. That's, you'll hear back from me much quicker than if you were to send me an email. Oh, great. Thank you so much, Claire. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for providing all this information. I'm so happy and keep me posted on everything you're doing. And again, everybody listening, we will all do better if we help each other. So 
just share your salary or, or share your money story with people, ask questions, offer to connect folks. Like again, small things go a long way, both for you and other people. And by giving me a platform to share my story, you just did that for me. And I'm, I'm very grateful to you. Oh, thank you so much. Awesome. That was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. To support the show, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.